In this life, so many things pop up that shouldn't. So many things happen because of other humans, and they shouldn't happen. We can't complain, we can't murmur like they did in the Old Testament in the wilderness because it displeased God for them to murmur. It displeased God for them to fail to have faith in God. Moses and Aaron had faith in God. They turned to God, but the people murmured when there were problems. We have all of these Old Testament writings for examples to show us how to go to show us ways that we succeed and to show us ways that we are destroyed. One of the quickest ways to be destroyed is to murmur, complain, eat up all of that energy telling others what they did to us. It is fine to tell others what they did to us if we have a teaching example. But to just be wallowing in your problem, to fail to turn to God, to fail to wait on God patiently, to receive his word, what he wants you to do. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, is to sit there and do nothing and wait on God to show you what to do. But that is the way to win on this earth in the issues that pertain to this present life is to turn to God with the issue, lay it out before him, and wait until he shows you what to do. You must not try to conjure what to do by reading the Bible. You must not try to see what to do. Let God reveal what to do. To you. Let God settle you. Some people will rush in to find a scripture to justify what they're going to do. That is very dangerous because it's the patience that is required in the situation in winning over struggles of this life. God speaks to us as He wills, in the time He wills. Sometimes we have to wait. We may have to wait a day or two for the answer. Sometimes I'm actually hesitant to read Bible in the midst of a struggle. I want to have it resolved by God. Sometimes I'll read an Agatha Christie book and just patiently wait. It's dangerous to try to search out God. Instead, we trust God to reveal to us the way that we are to go in the situation pertaining to this present life. And as we go that way, we always win. As we follow God, we always win, even if it looks like we're losing. We win God's way. A businessman once defrauded me concerning a plasma TV. Those units had to be calibrated. He promised he would come to my house and calibrate the unit. But weeks drug by and he didn't do it. 
and I was basically stuck with a TV that was all streaky on the left-hand side. I would take the television remote and try to clear it up as best I could, but it was still pretty bad. One day, I was dealing with the remote, and I, ha I heard a word from God. This problem had been going on for weeks, and I had prayed about it and prayed for God to show me what to do. But I hadn't really heard anything. As I was tuning the set that day, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It's a gentle thought that just came into my mind, totally unforced, not even striving to hear from God. Here's what I heard. You don't have to put up with that, meaning that TV. I stopped and just thought, I really don't have to put up with that. I have the cash right now that I can go buy another TV and have that replaced. Just have the TV that's troubling me removed from my house because it steals peace from me every time I turn it on. I'm reminded of the situation. So I can buy another TV, have it installed, and let the installer just carry the TV out to the garbage or do whatever he wants to with the TV. Now that's not the wisdom of the world, but that's the wisdom of God. It showed me a way of peace. So that's what I did immediately. I did not give devil's opportunity to twist the word that I'd heard or to change my mind on following God. I did it immediately that same day. Then when they installed the new TV, I just said, just take it away. Just carry that one out and destroy it or do what you want to with it. I didn't want it in my house to trouble me, to remind me of the situation. Recently, there was a problem with our new car. It's only three months old. The dealer tried to blame someone else for the problem. I'd had a custom sound system installed, and he tried to blame the sound system for the problem. But the sound system, when it was unhooked, there was still a problem with the car. So they did what they called diagnostic tests, and they did find that there was a problem with the module. When they informed us that they had found a problem. They said the diagnostic test is not under warranty and because of the sound system, you have to pay $160 because of the diagnostic test, which we had to do. You really want to rise up and say, this isn't right. The sound system wasn't even the problem. You jump to conclusions. You want to struggle with them and fight with them. I saw that scripture where Jesus said, if a man 
requires your cloak, let him have your coat also. Also, I was reminded of that scripture, avenge not yourself, rather give place unto wrath. Romans 12. If you thirst, if your enemy thirst, give him a drink. If he hungers, give him food. For you pile coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Okay, he wants the money. Let him have the money. God will repay both of us for what we've done. We have to understand God is the one who settles the matter and restores the one who did right and gives to the one who did wrong. Leave it to God. In this world we live in today, people are always taking people to court over financial things, to settle matters at court. Years ago, I saw a scripture in 1 Corinthians 6, and from that moment, I was very strongly warned about filing lawsuits and doing things like that because it's much more important to have the sanction of God in the matter than it is to get the money. In this section of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you because ye go to law with one another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? God will repay you, Paul is saying. In this case, it was a brother taking a brother to court, and maybe you can limit it to that, but I chose to see a broader view of it. Just stay out of it. Suffer yourself to be defrauded if you have to. Live in peace. God will restore it. God will help you. God has supplied really all that I need. And I chose probably 40 years ago to live by staying out of courts and don't go about suing people to try to get what is rightfully yours on this earth. God showed me strongly our kingdom is not of this world. This world is going to be destroyed. Everything that we can see with our natural eye will be destroyed. We are going to be removed and taken to the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. I think it is so difficult to see the unrighteousness done by man toward us when we're in a struggle. If we go to something like Joseph and look at what they did to Joseph and what God allowed them to do to Joseph, it, it's a tremendous example for us. It builds up our faith in God. It builds up our knowing that this is going to work out. Genesis 39. Joseph's brother sold him into slavery. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Pontifar. 
an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him out of the hand of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. He was only 17 when he was brought as a slave into Egypt. The only thing he had in the whole world were the clothes on his back when he was brought into Egypt. And he was sold into slavery. But God's hand was with him. And it says, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him. And Potiphar made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into his hand. At one point, Potiphar's wife wanted to have sex with Joseph, and she made advances to him. And Joseph said to her, How can I do this wicked thing against my master? And he fled. But she grabbed his garment, and he left it behind. And she lied about Joseph to Potiphar. And she told him, The slave that you brought in here has tried to humble me. So Potiphar put Joseph into the prison, into the dungeon. But even in the dungeon, God made him prosper. You see, God is able to show you things and give you things and cause you to prosper, even in your circumstance of today. Even when wrong is done against you, and even when you are falsely accused, God is able to deal with it. You might at first suffer loss. God will restore it. It's the murmuring that gets us in trouble, real trouble. When Joseph was put in prison, says Joseph ma- Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and gave him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with Joseph, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. He spent two full years in prison. Then God gave the king of Egypt a dream which greatly troubled the king. And one of the servants of the king was in prison with Joseph. And he told Pharaoh 
about this Hebrew man who could interpret dreams. So by that, God brought Joseph out of the prison. And Pharaoh made Joseph second in command of the whole kingdom. That's how powerful God can do for us. Joseph said to his brothers, you thought to do me evil, but God meant it for good. And there are times when people will do evil against us, and it turns to good. A man became angry with me once and turned me into the IRS the Internal Revenue Service in the United States, hoping to have them investigate me and find wrongdoing and hoping to cause me to suffer loss. When the two IRS agents came to my front door, the agent in charge said, Joe Smith? Joe Smith was the name of the man who, a fictitious name actually, of a man who tried to do me harm. I knew he was the one who had turned me into the IRS. So the agent was very embarrassed because apparently this man who had turned me into the IRS, his name was on my file as having turned me in And the agent got mixed up and said, Joe Smith? And I said, no, I'm Joan Boney. And he said, oh, oh. I knew it was the man that had turned me in. I told the two agents, I said, now, look, if there's anything wrong done, it was a mistake. I will repay you. You take all of my council checks and all of my papers and see if there's anything wrong. The female agent said, did you hear what she said? She said we could take all of her canceled checks. She was very shocked because apparently people didn't give their canceled checks to the IRS. Well, they didn't find anything wrong when they uh, investigated the situation. But the agent did say this to me. He said, I see that you're not paying Social Security fees for Medicare and uh, Social Security retirement. I said, no, because when we started the ministry, a former IRS agent set up the ministry. And we just didn't have money at that time to pay these fees. And he told me I could sign a vow of poverty. And he he warned me that if I signed that vow of poverty, I could never go back into the Social Security program. The agent said, well, you may have signed the vow of poverty, but he didn't record it with the IRS. So if you want to buy back into the Social Security program, you can do that for $8,000. Well, at that time, I was living with my mother, and I had more money. So I said, yes, I do want to buy back into it. And I wrote him out a check. A very few years later, I broke a hip and had to go to the hospital. 
Well, Medicare paid for all of that. And then I began receiving Social Security monthly benefits. It was only about 500 a month. But that was enough to take care of my personal needs, so I did not have to draw a salary from the ministry. So you see how the man meant to do me evil, but it really worked to my benefit that they investigated me because by that, I found I could buy back into the Social Security. We have all these examples of them meaning to do evil against us, but God turning it for good in our life. Our trust has to be in God. And we must wait patiently until God reveals what to do in the situation. And then we do it. Again, I don't try to find what I should do other than just asking God to show me what I should do. Because if you get in there and you try to find what you should do, sometimes you will choose a scripture and go the wrong way. You have to hear it from God. You have to be quickened by the Holy Spirit on the way to go. So be careful about this. Just pray and try to wait patiently. And then when the answer comes, you have the answer from God. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.